So, we have a very special guest. So, because we're not going to just give you great sports news, great sports talk. We're giving you great sports guests. And we have one right now. Is he on the air? Yes, he is. Hey, Charlie, you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm right ready to go. Awesome. Uh, joining us for the first show, not only is he a great sports guest, he might be the best sports guest in the history of sports talk radio. Charlie Campbell, the senior NFL draft writer of WalterFootball.com. Charlie, man, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, man, so let's jump right into it. You broke some news last week. Jets, Browns, potential trade. How is that looking right now? Well, I think that it's, uh, you know, in the, you know, kind of preliminary feel-out stages. I mean, uh, teams will have these kind of conversations in the days leading up to the draft just so they can work out kind of what it's going to cost to move up, uh, what, you know, teams would be offering for that pick just so they know that so when when the time comes, if they want to do a deal, they've kind of worked out a lot of the framework already, uh, so it's easier to get done given that you only have 10 minutes to make the pick and get the trade in and everything else. So it's kind of just those conversations to feel it out. Um, the Jets, from moving down from 6 to 12, we're looking more into getting – the uh, first pick of the second round and the first pick of the fourth round, which would lead off days two and three of the draft. Uh, that could be a really hot commodity around the league. I've had teams say that that 33rd pick uh, could be highly coveted when teams see guys that slip out of the first round. So uh, I think that's a smart uh, you know, position for Jets GM Mike McCagnan to take to try and get that pick. Uh, it, it, to do a move down with Cleveland. And, but Cleveland has to make sure that the guy they want is there and on the clock. So that's why uh, this deal wouldn't happen until the draft is going on and they know their guy is there, unlike last year's trade-ups for the quarterbacks where they were done well in advance because teams you know, were moving up to one and two and knew they were going to get the guy they targeted. Now, is this all resting on Trubisky, or is Watson also in the talks for this? I think it's mostly for Trubisky. I think uh, I don't think the Browns are pushing, uh, looking to move up for Watson. I think for Watson, he would be more in play for them if they didn't get Trubisky, taking him at 12, or maybe if they value him a bit lower, maybe moving up from 33. Uh, considering all the ammo they have. So I think this is mainly about Trubisky. And in some ways that makes it a little bit harder for the Jets to kind of get the deal that they want because there's a serious possibility that Trubisky wouldn't make it to six. Yeah, I've heard some talk about maybe the Niners reaching for Mitch Trubisky. Is there any talks about any of the teams in the top five realistically taking him that early? Well, I don't, I mean, it, I, it's not going to be to the Jaguars and Titans at four and five. So the question will be, does he, you know, go in the top three or maybe one of those teams trades down as well, looking to deal down for someone who wants Trubisky. But uh, the 49ers, I have heard from some team sources that think they're going to go that way. Another GM told me last week they're desperate to trade down. 
um, and others feel they're going to go best player available, even if it's at a position they don't need as badly as others. So there's a lot going on around what San Francisco is looking to do. So they could, you know, there, there really isn't a consensus around the league. That pick appears to be uh, a big mystery, even though the draft is very close to getting started. Uh, you would think San Francisco had more of a clear picture at this point, but they don't. And it's really exciting, but it's also pretty uh, crazy around the league because teams have a hard time kind of fitting in who's going to go or who's going to be available outside of that top 10. Now, I've seen uh, your mocks on WalterFootball.com, which if you have not read Charlie's mocks, you should. WalterFootball.com, where he and Walt post their mock drafts every day this week. Uh, also, you can follow Charlie at Draft Campbell. I've seen uh, many defensive back for the Jets at six, whether it be a safety or a corner. If they drop back to 12, who are they going to target at 12? The players I think they would target at 12 would be Gary and Conley, the cornerback from Ohio State. Obviously, that's a big need for them. And then Charles Harris, the pass rusher from Eden Edge Rusher. So both of those picks would help address that need. Uh, I've heard they really like both of those players. So I think if they move back, uh, they would stick with the defense, and those would be the guys they would have in mind. Now, are the Jets going to draft the quarterback at all of this draft, or are they going to totally stay away from it? I think they're going to stay away from it. I think maybe they would take one in the late rounds is really the only time I think the Jets would take a quarterback. You know, just talking with people there, uh, they just didn't really like, and this is, you know, a little while back, but they didn't really like the quarterback prospects in this draft. They weren't, you know, crazy about them. Uh, and with that being the case, I mean, I know they do their due diligence. They work the guys out, they interview them, they host them, uh, you know, just to make sure they're really, you know, covering all their bases and doing the, the research they should. So they're very good about doing due diligence, but I don't think any of these quarterbacks are really, uh, worth, you know, what, what it would take to get them, say the sixth pick. So I think they're looking at it more as, we took a guy in the second round last year. We like how he developed behind the scenes. We like how Petty has worked. So we're going to let these young guys compete. And, uh, you know, maybe hopefully they have an answer for it. And if they don't, they can look at quarterback next year and what looks like it could be a stronger quarterback class. All right, now let's go from green to blue. I know it's hard to project as late as the Giants are, 23 but who do you think the Giants are really kind of focusing in on as maybe the top two or three prospects they're hoping to have at that spot? I think some of the players that are in the mix for them are uh, Hassan Reddick, the linebacker from Temple, Garrett Bowles, the offensive tackle from Utah, Zach Cunningham, the linebacker from Vanderbilt, uh, Cam Robinson, the offensive tackle from Alabama, although he probably won't get there. So I think those are the names that are kind of in the mix for the Giants. And right now, I think Bowles is probably the most likely pick. If I had to pick one, is going to be a Giant come Friday morning. I think he has the you know, highest probability. I think Reddick could go before the Giants are on the clock. 
And I think given what the team needs and the value there, if they don't take a tackle in the first round, they're probably not going to get a quality one after that. They might get a guy in the second, third round, but not one that can come in and play. And as a team that isn't far from the Super Bowl that had a good season last year, adding more talent to the offensive line will help them to get the running game going and help protect Eli Manning. So uh, it, it helps in both phases of the offense. So I think Bowles is the most likely pick for New York. Now is Bowles the top of their draft board when it comes to off the tackles or is Ramchick there? Or is it just, they just like Bowles better. I think uh, they like Cam Robinson the most. And I think Bowles is second, but, I think Cam Robinson will probably end up going in the top 20. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, the Giants could be aggressive and look to move up for him. Uh, that wouldn't shock me, but I think that's the order they have them in as uh, Robinson first and Bowles second and Ramchek third. And Ramchek's medical report didn't come back all that stellar from the combine and teams do have concerns beyond the hip surgery he just had uh, that he could have more injuries and leg injuries in the future. So I think Ramchek is at risk of sliding into the second round potentially. Interesting. I didn't know it was that bad. I thought I knew he had a, no, the surgery for the hip. It looked like he was going to be back before uh, the preseason started, but I didn't know that it was uh, no, there's more, questions surrounding him um now for for bowls real quick before we hop to another position he's very raw uh no only played in the fbs for one year do you think he'll have the time to develop before eli manning retires he is 36 well that's a great question matt i mean it's a tough tough question to answer because you know, he is, on, on the one side, he's older than most rookies, so you would hope that he would have, you know, more maturation in terms of work ethic, professionalism, things like that. He's not a, you know, junior early entry guy that's 20 years old or 21. I mean, he's going to be a 25-year-old rookie, um, so you would hope that that would be the case. But on the flip side, he only played – one year of big time college football and he needs to get stronger for the NFL. So I think he does have, you know, starting left tackle potential. And in terms of his skill set, it's very similar to Lane Johnson with the Eagles. So I think he could get there and I, I think he could get there in not too long, but yeah, his rookie season and it's tough to come in as a rookie and go, you know, taking on elite edge rushers every week because teams will move them around and find the matchup they like, and they're going to test a rookie. So I definitely think he, you know, he could have a baptism by fire here uh, wherever he goes in the first round. And definitely with New York, they might want to give him some help if he's starting as a rookie and uh, help him out. And then, you know, hopefully midway through the year, late in the year, he isn't going to need it. So it's going to be a big question as to how quickly he develops. All right, uh, two more questions. And again, we're talking to Charlie Campbell, the senior NFL draft analyst for WalterFootball.com. Jonathan Hankins, he's gone. Uh, I believe he went over to Indianapolis. So there's a, a mammoth-sized hole in their D-line. Any idea who they're going to fill that with in the draft? Well, you know, there's, 
there's some quality interior defensive linemen that will go on day two. Uh, Malik McDowell and Kayla Brantley both come with off-the-field concerns, especially Brantley with this latest arrest. So I'm not sure, you know, he could end up having a free fall. But in the second round, there's going to be some good players available. I think McDowell will probably end up going in the second round. Um, very talented, though, has a great skill set, could end up being one of the best players to come out of this draft if he's motivated and coached up well, needs to be taught technique. Um, but skill set-wise, he's he's got everything you could ask for. I think Montrevious Adams, the defensive tackle from Auburn's another guy to keep an eye on. He's a good interior disruptor and pass rusher, so he would be a player that could be a fit uh, in the second round. And then I think in the third round, you have other guys like um, Carlos Watkins from Clemson or Dalvin Tomlinson from Alabama. Both of those guys have run-stuffing potential uh, and also have played a lot, developed some technique, and come in ready to contribute. And they might not be guys that put produce big sack totals in the NFL, but they could be – good run pluggers and players that help cause some disruption. Hey, Charlie, Greg Warner here. I, I mean, I guess I let, you know, Matt Stavsky just run the interview and ask all the questions, but I get the last one. And um, <laughs> I wanted, I was curious about, <laughs> I was curious about the quarterback position for the Giants, you know, Eli Manning getting up in age, 36 years old, you had already said that this is a weak quarterback draft. Do the Giants, try to reach and look for somebody in later rounds here to potentially be that predecessor to Eli Manning, or maybe do they wait until next year to do that when the quarterback class is a little bit stronger? Well, I think, I don't think they would uh, necessarily go with one high in the draft in the first round, because also I think the, the top quarterbacks could be gone just out of need and desperation by teams around the league. And I don't think the value is really great there for them, uh, you know, picking where they are in the first round at 23. So in the late rounds, there are some quarterbacks that I've spoken with teams that they like as late round guys to develop that they think uh, could be nice value. C.J. Beathard from Iowa, uh, Peterman from Pitt, uh, talking to a quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator over the weekend they picked those guys out as players they'd like to work with as late rounders uh and i think you could with those guys the giants could definitely take one and then develop them at, at worst you probably have a quality backup quarterback which is a nice commodity to have and uh maybe you know win the lottery and you get a guy that should have gone high the way some teams have but uh you take one of those guys, you should have a good backup, and then you develop them for a year, and maybe uh, you know they blow them away, and they think this guy could be the future, and then you don't need to take one early in the years in the next few drafts, or uh, you get an answer at least that this late rounder is just a backup, uh, and we have to get a quarterback of the future probably in the first round, either in 2018 or 2019. All right, and that's Charlie Campbell, the senior draft analyst for for WalterFootball.com. You can follow him at Draft Campbell. And, of course, mock drafts every day leading up to the draft. Right, Charlie? Every single day, seven rounds? 
between now and Thursday? That's right. Yep. We're updating it every day, uh, all seven rounds tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. And then uh, I'll have mocks for Friday night up on Friday morning. And same thing with uh, with the late rounds uh, on Saturday. So we got you covered all through the draft. All right, well, check him out. Beautiful. He does great work. Charlie, thank you so much for hopping on, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, great Charlie. talking with you guys. Later, buddy. You too.